What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Southeastern 14, another edition of Bets and Ball Games with Edwards and Greason. Uh, my name is Brian. He is Jay. He joins us from Chattanooga. What's going on, brother? Not much. Uh, enjoying this beautiful weather before the rain hits and uh, excited about the holidays. Uh, sad that for the most part, college football is about to be in our rear view. It's, it, it's amazing to me how we spend seven long months waiting for college football to get here. And then the four glorious months when it's here, boom. It, I mean, it, it goes in a hiccup. It really does. All right, before we get down to uh, reviewing last week, looking ahead to some bowl games, looking ahead to a really good college shoots card tomorrow across the country and with, a, with SEC teams, let's uh, first talk about our good friends at Bet Online, which remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contest. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the bet head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code Believe. Uh, that is spelled all caps, B-L-E-A-V. Again, our promo code, all caps, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. Okay, where do we start? Do we start with the committee? Do we start with the what happened in Atlanta last I think Saturday? With, I think we start with what happened in Atlanta, honestly. And and I, I think uh, it's a testament to two great programs and two great coaches. Uh, we are uh, we're up front. I'm an Auburn graduate. You're a Florida grad. We we love our schools, uh, but we are amazingly jealous of what Kirby has built in Athens and what uh, the Empire, the Dark Lord, has built in Tuscaloosa. And if you're not envious of that, then you're not paying attention or you just don't really care about Saturdays in the fall. But it is it is such a testament with that many dudes. I mean, that many NFL caliber guys on the field. It goes down to, honestly, they had the procedure penalty that pushed them back and the field goal and the field goal doinked off the upright at the end of the first half. And you had a mishandled snap or a mishandled exchange that turned into a fumble, and that's the game. That's two amazing football teams that, in the course of of sixty minutes of game action, it really came down to a mental mistake and then a physical mistake, and that was the game. And that likely, in my mind, will determine the national championship. Yes, Alabama is going to win this thing, but um. I thought that, and I don't, I don't, I never heard what he said about it in his presser. Um, and I was at a bar, you know, where we had all the games, so I didn't have the volume of Danielson and and Nestler. So, were you at home? So you had volume. Okay. I did. What? Why did Kirby not call a timeout to make them look at that at that catch? The big. The big play, I think it was on a fourth down. Uh, why it did was he, on a fourth down. He's got to call uh, timeout and make them look at that. What, what Did that ever even get addressed? Do you know? Well, you know, they didn't show a whole lot of immediate. That that was after the fact that we got to see that that ball The bounced. replay, right. Yes. I mean, it happened in real time, and and then they're, they're running hurry up because it's late in the half. And – so everything's going, and it looked – I mean, I thought it was a catch until the, – the, That other like the, angle. Yes. You see, like, the fourth replay. But this is a whole big-picture conversation, man. There – I mean, we, we talk gambling every week, and there is now billions of dollars being wagered on this stuff. We've got to figure out a better way to officiate this stuff and, and not just in terms of replay. Of course, we've got to address replay. We've got to 
we've got to put the chip in the ball. And it's amazing to me that football at the college and NFL level is a multi, multi hundreds of billions of dollars a year industry. And we are relying in a game that is a theoretically a, a landmass grab. It is about position and can I get here and you can't, or can you stop me from getting there? It is about a land position movement. And we're relying on the judgment of two old white guys holding sticks that are connected by a chain. I don't even understand what here, why, why are we here? I mean, dear Lord, man, I can, I can look into this computer and it can tell me my blood pressure, but we still need to go to Elmer and to Waldorf and they're standing there in striped shirts, holding sticks connected by 10 yards of chain. With all that, got to be better than this. Yeah. With all that said, I, I'm at the bar. I don't hear the analysis, and I'm saying, I'm saying, you got to call timeout, Kirby. You got to make him yes. look bad. So well, to me, it's on him. He, he's got he he messed that up, in my opinion. I'm not saying it could have been done better from the, you know, the replay booth and et cetera, et cetera. But you, that's too important of a play. And I forget the exact clock situation. I know it was the last minute. Like, yeah, it was like thirty plus seconds. Yeah, I mean, you you have to use your time out there. You have because, to use your time out. I mean, well, not only whatever timeout you have, uh, if you if that if that ball's ruled incomplete, you now get the ball close to midfield. Yes, and you yes. Get a ball. So yes. instead of them going to get a touchdown. You now go get a field goal. I mean, that is honestly a testament to which leads us into the failures of the committee. Because but, but I, before we get there, before we get there, I want to I want to go back to one thing before we before we unpack Atlanta. Um, because I know you got to do a victory lap for the Heisman and Jane Daniels. I need to do a victory. I, I think I reminded our audience, and I I tried to kind of like throw, give you a little little softball last year. Like, isn't Georgia still Alabama's bitch? Didn't I say that? Didn't I say that a couple times last week? I think I said. Wait, I said, hold on now. Jamison Williams got hurt. Mechie got hurt, and those things happened. Credit to Georgia, but. Isn't, isn't Georgia still Alabama's bitch? Anyway, I think they're... well they did they did win the Natty. I mean Georgia's Georgia's now one twenty nine had one twenty nine in a row and back to back. I mean yeah 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 all yeah. that they're still uh, Alabama's bitch. I'll, I'll say this too. I mean there are a whole lot of Kentucky basketball fans who like to call it Catlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh uh-uh. that's Sablanta. Yep. Yeah, Nick Saban owns that city now. He shows up. He's winning. He, he's winning football games in the city of Atlanta, where where you and I have spent a whole lot of time. Uh, do, hey, dude prowls uh, the city of Atlanta more than the cheetah, and you know where I'm going with that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he does. And I mean, the last time he got beaten Atlanta, I was right there. I think I mentioned it last week. It was a long ass time ago. <laughs> yes, Tim Tebow had another year of eligibility left <laughs> after that season ended. That's a long, long time ago. Okay, so into the committee. Uh, let me give my. So you know, it says it clearly. I'm not going to give it word by word, but it says it clearly in whatever we want to call their criteria, bylaws, whatever. It says it in their criteria. If you have player or players and or coach or coaches that miss time are gonna miss time and that hinders your performance or it can reasonably be expected that that could hinder your performance that will be taken into account and florida before fsu went to play florida the first game without jordan travis florida's defense had been absolutely pulverized by its previous six opponents and fsu had 224 yards of offense against that dog manure gator defense of mine and then and i know they're qb3 at that point a true freshman i believe i think he's a true freshman maybe a red shirt oh, i'm not sure anyway um and you get 16 points against louisville uh kentucky had a lot more points against louisville. i mean they knew they had to get style points i i 
think they did. I, I know I was saying that to every Seminole fan, of which I talked to way too many. Um, so I think the committee got it right. What do well, you think? I, I think there are a multitude. I think one the one thing I will defend the committee is there was no right answer. There was only right. the best wrong answer. Right. And, and, and a lot of times in life, we are dealt those kind of situations that we've got to pick the best wrong answer. And this one is honestly the most defensible in that if you've got five teams, theoretically, you didn't have five teams for four spots. You had three teams for two spots because Georgia lost. Although you can, we'll, we'll get to the hypocrisy of this because if you, if you're going to pick the best teams, Georgia's one of the four. I agree with Kirby. Georgia's one of the four best teams in the country. So if you're going to pick the best teams, then you, you're starting to pick and choose and, and use whatever arguments you want to, and that becomes a patchwork of, of that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But it's most defensible to say FSU is not the same team. Because they're not. They're not. They're not the same Clearly. thing as Travis. They're, they're really not. Uh, but all the conversation about SEC bias and, and all these other things, you know what? Uh, okay. SEC bias is something that has been built up over – it's like saying Patriots bias. You know why? Because they've had decades of dominance. Rings. So, I mean, okay. I mean, I get it. I understand. And it – as an Auburn fan, I, I couldn't help but think over the weekend about 2004. That's what I was going to say. Undefeated and had four first-round draft picks. This, Ronnie Brown, Cadillac Williams, uh, Jason Campbell. I mean, that was a team that was filled with dudes, and we got left out, and we were undefeated. I think this year was the toughest job for – I don't even – we didn't even call it a committee for the BCS championship, did we? Or I forget, anyway, whatever. Uh, I think this was the hardest situation since that USC-Oklahoma-Auburn. No, I, I agree with that. And, see, but I, I am of the mind, too, that I, I, I understand how they finished with this. Because if you think Alabama is one of the four best as an SEC champion, then you got to take Texas. You just have to because Texas beat them head to head. Yeah. But the people who – and I, I really appreciate Booger McFarland taking a stand against his own network and being adamant about he thought FSU should be in there. And I get that. I really do. I can, I can see the argument of undefeated Power 5 conference champion. And if you wanted to put him in, then FSU is your three seed and Texas is your four seed. I get it. But – they're not the same team, and it's the most defensible of the teams yeah. to leave out. It makes it it at least makes the most sense. Is, and how does about it white? Does it make it hurt less for the FSU players or their fans? Of course not. And it sucks. But I will. I want to. I want to put this out there. Everybody who is clamoring, thank God we're expanding. Because now you go undefeated, it doesn't. Mean, it means the regular season doesn't mean anything. Bull snot. Next year's regular season is going to be the most meaningless regular season in the history of college football. And why do I say that? Because think back to the games that are going to be meaningless now. Michigan, Ohio State, meaningless. Ohio State's in. Auburn, Alabama, meaningless. Because if they're both good, they're in. SEC championship game, meaningless. They're both in. Big Ten championship game. Only if Iowa or Wisconsin or some team out ranked outside the top 12, if they win, and then what happens if Michigan decides, you know what, we're going to rest all our players because we don't necessarily – we don't need to play. We don't need to play to win a Big Ten championship. We're in. You won't talk about meaningless. Let's talk next year's regular season. Going to be as hollow as a stump on your grand, on your granddaddy's farm. How <clears throat> excuse me. Um, how about the reaction from the Michigan at their little viewing party when it was Alabama? <laughs> no, 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 we got Bama. Yeah, that room fell <laughs> silent. Wow. Hey, hey and I, I will say this. I do I think do I think Coach Khaki cheats his, his khaki pants off? Hell yes, I do. 
I think they all do. I mean, you're not going to tell me that any coach at any major program, basketball or football, if they're given any advantage, they're going to take it. They're going to figure out a way to exploit whatever advantage that can be. Now, within the rules, with outside the rules, plausible deniability, we can have all those discussions at a later date. But Coach Khaki's face, Harbaugh's face, hey, 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 yeah, we're the one seed. We deserve to do it. We got to play the code number one seed. Damn it. You know he was praying for FSU. Oh, of course. Oh, my word. Because he just, he just, he just put the sleeper hold uh, on an Iowa offense that, no kidding, that Iowa offense. They couldn't I didn't... score at the Bunny Ranch in Vegas, brother. I mean, <laughs> dear Lord, that that group. Oh Ooh, man, um, and do you have? Did you have the over? I know you had some good picks. Like I, my pick, I hope everybody faded me. I was garbage last week. Tulane no, loses. I, I was I was pretty good last week, but I honestly I did have the over in Michigan Iowa because I honestly thought. Michigan was going to be up thirty-one to nothing at halftime. You had and a great, you had a great call on Texas. Yep, I had, I had Miami, Washington. I had I had Washington, Miami of Ohio. That might have been it. Uh, Alabama, Georgia came up short of the over. I should have been on FSU Louisville under. I, I had, lost. I had FSU big. I, I but I but I thought it, I knew they needed style points, and I knew they were better at every other position but quarterback. Yep. All right, so now as we uh, look to the bowl games, and so in the past, my whole premise of of preparation for bowl games was always location and motivation. That's long gone. With the opt-outs now and the portal, I think you really just have one goal, and that is to figure out who in the hell is going to be in uniform come game day. So like in the regular season, I'm wanting to get on lines early before they move. Cause I know what number I'm hoping for, et cetera. And look now in the bowl games, it can be that way. Um, it, when the lines come out on Sunday, but I'm watching NFL. I got NFL bets going and I don't know who's opting out. And I got to watch the NFL last Sunday and then Monday, I'm trying to sort through, figure out who's opting out, et cetera. So basically, I've really only – I mean, we don't have to worry about that for the CFP semifinals. And then I, I'm making an educated guess on the opt-outs with the Missouri and Ohio State. And then I just like Jacksonville State in one of the early ones uh, next Saturday. And so those are the four games I have picks on that we can hit on briefly. We'll hit, we'll hit heavy on uh, – Alabama and Michigan, because I think we're on the same page. But just in general, uh, do you have many bowl picks ready? Well, and what, uh, what's your approach, or if you have a general approach or whatever? Well, one, uh, you and I share, uh, I have not heard it phrased as eloquently as you as you put it, location and motivation. I think that that is genius, but it's also now as antiquated as the VCR or you and I trying to watch HBO through the scraggly lines to see a nipple uh, late night when we were growing up. So, I mean, now you've got access to everything. You've got information. you got it. I mean, you got, you got it everywhere. But I also think this plays into a factor. Find first-year coaches. Find first-year coaches because the bowl game means more to them and their program. Like, I really like Auburn and, and Hugh Freeze because I think that bowl game means something to those kids going to going to Nashville, going to a better bowl game than probably Auburn deserved to go to at 6-6. Six and six. And, I mean, I think they're, depending on who does and does not opt out, which goes back to your original, to your conversation, you're almost foolish to, to make a bet early in this until the portal closes because you don't know. I mean, if you had originally looked at the Holiday Bowl, you'll say, oh, oh my God, USC is going to blow them out. Well, Caleb Williams rightly made the decision, I'm going to sit. And now I think USC is getting like 10. Yeah. I mean, but another, excuse me, uh, another confusing thing for me is um, so many of these kids announced they're going into the portal 
but they don't specify in their little Twitter or Instagram post whether they're going to play in the bowl game or not. Right. And, so, and so a lot of us assume that they're not. But then you see this big report about James Madison, who who lost their head coach. Uh, where did he go to Indiana? Signetti? Uh-huh. I believe he went to Indiana. And anyway, um, uh, but now McLeod, the quarterback who's transferring, he says he's playing. And now there's a report out that all these guys, and they've got like, okay, here I am. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They've got eight guys that have already entered the portal, but there are reports that most of them are going to play. And I guess because I don't even know if they've if James Madison has hired uh, their new – I know that they've got an acting head coach, the O-line coach, uh, Damian – I'm not even going to try – Rob Lewski? Yeah, I was – that's Man. my middle name, actually, is Rob Lewski. I, mean, I, maybe bet. I, yeah. I bet. I bet. <laughs> J. Rob Lewski Greason is, is – a lot of people call me Rob. I mean, you know, I mean, Buck Melanoma, Molly Russell's wart. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> old Melanoma head. <laughs> so, so um, anyhow, I was just going to talk, talk randomly about some opt-outs. And, and since I am, I, I will say Duke's got a ton of them. Ohio State's going to have a ton of them. And so that's why Missouri is my pick on that. But we'll get to that. Let's talk Alabama-Michigan. And uh, you can go ahead and share with my voice. Share with the audience your uh, approach to Alabama-Michigan. All right. Hey, I love J.J. McCarthy. I think Blake Corum is maybe one of the biggest overachievers in college football since Tebow. Uh I I think Michigan's got great uniforms. This has been a dream season. I love how they have completely, as a program and a university, thrown the double middle finger salute to the NCAA all the way through all of this. And uh, uh, your alma mater tends to do that occasionally. Y- you know what? I, I'm I'm happy to snub my nose at the NCAA, which which is so corrupt and 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 useless that FIFA looks at them and goes. Damn, they <laughs> suck. And so I'm good. I'm good with all that. I really want Michigan to be good. I'll never in a million years bet against Nick Saban with time to prepare. Never In a, in a meaningful game with time to prepare, prepare million years. Hey, hey. That, that, that could be Michigan plus seven. Give me Bama. I don't, I don't give it. I, hey, whatever the number is. And if you're getting points, bet the money line. Because, hey. Get as get the best odds you can. You can. Uh, there are none. There, uh, plus one hundred five or plus one ten, maybe is all you. Can Alabama's going to. I don't Alabama's think show up, and they're going to be they're going to be nasty. They're going to win comfortably. They're going to win comfortably. I'm not going to say yeah. that it's going to be the. It's not going to be the uh, the pimp slap that Georgia gave Michigan two years ago in the semifinals when we knew after. Michigan went three and out twice, and Georgia went right down the field and scored touchdowns twice. I think they might have done that three times in the first. I think it was twenty-one nothing in the first quarter, if memory serves. Uh, and we knew that game was game set match ball game over. No, no need to watch. There's nothing here to even see the rest of the game. It's not going to be that bad, but Alabama's going to win this game. I'll just say comfortably. I'm not going to say by two touchdowns, three touchdowns. It, it, there was not going to be many anxious moments in the fourth quarter, in my opinion. I, I also I, I encourage our viewers, listeners, everybody out there. Watch the Dark Lord, who is Nick Saban, in every news conference he gives between now and New Year's Day. And he's going to give you this look. <laughs> this dude is going to be solely focused Man, every one of these dudes at elite programs tries to figure out, and Kirby's a genius at it, by the way, but they try to figure out ways to galvanize the nobody believes in you card to all of these five stars who everybody has believed in since they were six years old and scored 72 touchdowns in their six-year-old peewee league. Alabama's got it. Saban just walks in there and goes, Nobody thinks y'all should be in the playoff. Let's go practice. Period. End of conversation. That's his pregame speech. Yeah. Nobody thinks you should be here. You guys suck. Let's go practice. I mean, oh my word, brother. They're going to come in. 
It's it's going to be – I mean, they're going to walk out there. It wouldn't surprise me if Jalen Milrow got in shotgun and then, like, pulled out a lightsaber and went – and went Jedi Knight on everybody. I mean, it's going to be <laughs> – so, uh, oh, another reason why I don't, like, give Michigan much of a shot here is I really don't, like, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. I really think absolutely zero of their first nine opponents this year. Like, zero. Now, oh, no, no. And I don't think anything of Iowa. I mean, dear Lord, man. Yeah, no, I don't think of anything of Iowa either. Yeah, no. So, okay, they beat Ohio State. At home, and it's because, and but Ohio State was driving. Yeah, Ohio State is the only team they've played that's comparable in terms of speed and talent to what they're going to see at Alabama. Right. And I don't even know this year's Ohio State is that comparable. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, hey, hey, quick side question here: What does Michigan go if they're in the SEC West? Ten and two. Um, let's see. Let me just kind of go down Alabama's schedule. Um, it would depend where they play Ole Miss. They beat Ole Miss in Ann Arbor. They might lose in Oxford. Same uh, goes with LSU. Yeah. They, they win in Starkville. Um, I don't know. The A&M, at A&M, I mean, I, who knows? Uh, they would beat Arkansas in the big house. They would beat Tennessee in the big house. I think they would lose to LSU in the big house. Um, I think they would have a very difficult time winning at Auburn. I think they'd get their ass beat by Georgia and Atlanta. Yes. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. I mean. That's what I think they would do in the SEC. All right. In the other semifinal, though, I got to tell you this. I like Washington in the points. I didn't and, and cause all they do is win. And I love their coach. I love their coach. And did you watch the apple cup Washington, Washington state? And it was fourth and one. Oh my, no, it was fourth and two on like their own 28 with like a minute 50 game left. Everything on the table. He runs an end around option. I mean, and it goes for dude. like 40 yards. Hey, that's a guy who just laid him on the table and went, here they are, baby. Get remind, remind you of a guy that used to wear a visor or still a, a whole lot. Heck yeah, it did. Man, oh man, how much would Spurrier love this day and age when everybody's going for it? He he wouldn't recruit a punter. I don't even know if he'd have a punter on the roster. He would yeah. I can I can assure you if he went to Tuscaloosa, he wouldn't take the punter with him. I need another quarterback. Give me another quarterback. Punter's not gonna get Yeah, yeah. And everybody like just goes wild for people that go for it on fourth and one at their own. T- I can I can tell you that in at least a dozen Florida games uh, during his tenure at UF on the opening drive, he did it every time on the opening drive. If it's fourth and one at the own 29, he went for it every single time. And I don't ever remember not getting it. And I, I can tell you exact play he did every single time. It's a QB sneak every single time time and even when his South Carolina days he still ran fourth and one fourth and inches it was always always a quarterback sneak and it's like no defensive coordinator figured it out and I never understood why I was like why are they not got three guys right at, on the center uh, anyway so um uh, in, in, in in response quickly to Spurrier's un, undeniable genius that was as a college football head coach, play caller, all of it. Is there a dumber thing in the world than it for it to be fourth and goal from the one? And being shotgun? Being shotgun. shotgun? Everybody does it, dude. I I know, mean, I'm not saying it's so right. Stupid. I'm not it's saying it's so right. It's so stupid. These guys, are, these guys are making millions upon millions of dollars. And – Oh. And they're watching the uh, the rear shove or the brotherly the push, the brotherly push, shove, whatever you want. They they watch that in the NFL every Sunday, and that's another reason to get under center. Do that play. Nobody ever stops that play. Um, 
Yeah. All right. So uh, a couple reasons why I like Washington. All right. First off, let me uh, – Kalen DeBoer. Uh, so he's been an underdog uh, four times at Washington. And his last year at Fresno, he was an underdog twice. You you want to take a stab at what his ATS record and how many outright wins in those six dog spots? Uh, I'm gonna go six and zero oh, uh, against the number and five and one uh, record. Absolutely right. Did you know? Had you already seen that or looked no, it up? But no, but you lead me to questions like that. I could have, I could have, I could have played. I could have played like the. Ed McMahon sidekick oh, 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 and could have gone, I don't know, 0 and 6, 0 and 6. Tell me, Brian, tell me. You are correct. 6 and 0 ATS, 5 and 1 outright. And the one outright that he did not win, he very well could have won it. It was at Oregon in week two at Fre- when he was at Fresno in 2021. And they lost 31 to 24 as a 20 and a half point dog, but they fumbled twice in the first half and outstatted the Ducks in that game. So uh, anyway, he just thrives as a dog is my point. Um, okay. And I'm not saying for, if you're an NFL GM, I'm saying for on the, the particular Saturday that they play, I'm assuming it's a Saturday, New Year's day, whatever it is. Um, who, you, who would you rather have Quinn, Quinn Ewers or uh, Michael Penix? Uh, Michael Penix. Uh, without question, especially, hey, this is something to keep an eye on, too. Uh, I watched a ton of college football this weekend, and and Texas looked amazing. But Oklahoma State kind of sucks. and uh, But you need to really keep an eye on Texas's best wide receiver who gets like 35% of their targets. I'm not talking about – I mean, Quinn Ewer's favorite dude on the planet. Right Xavier now. Worthy. And he really rolled that foot. I mean, I, I mean, yes, it's a month before between conference title game and, and January 1. So maybe he gets back. But if he's not back, difference maker. Complete yeah. difference maker. And 70, go ahead. 73 catches, 969 yards this year, and he missed two games right so that those stats could be better another thing uh a guy for washington jalen mcmillan who missed eight games but has been back the last i want to say three um and now he's back he's back like he's had two big games he's back so now you got a dunze who's got 81 grabs uh 1428 yards 13 touchdowns you got jalen polk 60 catches, 1,000 yards, and eight touchdowns. And now you got McMillan, who, if I'm not mistaken, had more than 1,000 yards uh, receiving uh, last year. And I am not mistaken, 79 catches, 1,098 yards, and nine touchdowns last year. But he missed eight games uh, this year. But he is back. He's fully healthy. And Texas has got a couple of DBs that are banged up. And Jalen Catalan fell out of favor there. The former, who was a a All-American at Arkansas, like a first or second team All-American as a true freshman in 2020, but had the season-ending injuries the last couple years. He fell out of favor, and I saw he's in the portal. So he's not around, and whoever had taken his place got banged up. Obviously, like Jay noted with with Xavier Worthy, uh, you know, we'll, we'll find out in several weeks. Uh, what their status is, but I like Washington. So we're on the same page. We both like Alabama and Washington. Uh, before we get into the little college hoops for tomorrow is I, I, I've got two picks. I already mentioned them that I just want to throw out. I think you're safe betting them now. Cause I heard Drinkwitz say that they're not going to have any opt outs. It's their biggest bowl game since the Gary Pinkle era, highly motivated in the cotton bowl, not that terribly far from Mizzou, I would think they'll bring a big crowd. And Ohio State, I believe, left their season in Ann Arbor. Uh, They might have as many as a half dozen starters on defense opt out. McCord's already gone, so it's going to be the inexperienced Brown if he's healthy. If you're you're Marvin Harrison Jr., why do you play? Well, he ain't playing, yeah. And Travion Henderson might not play. And they've had uh, uh, Fleming, Julian Fleming, wide receiver, hit the portal. So, I mean, Ohio State might be missing ten to twelve key players. I mean, you're you're, you're talking about potentially missing half your starters. 
you're talking about a great point by you uh, with this being a monster. This is this is going to be a memorable season. Eli Dreamless was yeah. rightly yeah. named uh, SEC Coach of the Year. You and I have been talking about it since Halloween. Uh, this is going to be – could be an 11-win year with a, with a Cotton Bowl championship. Uh, you carry that around on the recruiting trail – this could be a springboard type of season, and I think all those kids want to be a part of it. You were 100% right. Ohio State left their year uh, up there in the in the great state of Michigan. So, and what's all this conversation about Ryan Day flirting with other programs, other schools, other jobs, and they may want him out? I well, mean, I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard all the stuff about, you know, the fans uh, being unhappy with him, even though his record is insanely good. Insane. I haven't heard about, I haven't heard about him flirting with other jobs. Do tell, fill me in. Well, there. I mean, it's just, it's been out there that he may be looking around and, and, and like NFL gigs. And, and if folks are curious about that, it would explain, I mean, I that understand sounds- why uh, Quinn Ewers left Ohio state and went back home to Texas despite the NIL money. But if you're QB1 in Columbus and you're getting in the portal, something's foul there with the Ohio State. No, I think McCord just knew that they were going to go get a guy in the portal better than him and he wasn't going to start. I, I, I think that's all there is to that, in my opinion. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how I read it. That's how I read it. When I saw that, I was like, okay, they've told him. Or, or Actually, I think that basically he went in and had a meeting. Yeah, yeah I did read this. And was and he was not assured that he would be the starter next year. And so that was. Who's assured of being the starter next year? A hundred percent. I am on the page, man. I, I, I would tell every player. What do you mean? So what you can which just is, go. Which is one of the reasons why on a side tangent, a lot of us as fans of our team lament the portal, but we, there are just as many kids who are being pushed into the portal as who are hopping into the portal. And let's be real honest about that because uh, we, uh, there are very rare institutions that instant, that, that are, uh, that feel obligated to give four year scholarships. Scholarships are a year to year deal. And if they want to pull it, they can pull it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so should we transition to some college hoops for tomorrow? Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. All right. Um, we have a hell of a slate. And I'll just uh, go through. I'll, I'll name the games. And I'll just rip through them real quick. And then um, then we can kind of hit on them uh, wherever or whichever and however uh, in depth. Uh, we want so let's see we have all right we have Bama and Purdue and they are playing up in Toronto and there are, are a lot of neutral site games uh, tomorrow so make sure you check that uh, and sometimes uh, if you're just like looking on an ES well maybe maybe some of these websites have it but some of them don't if you go to Ken Palm it says neutral you can hover over it and it'll tell you where exactly where uh, the game is being played. So, Illinois at Tennessee. If I say at, at that means in Knoxville. Uh, Tulane, Mississippi State in Atlanta. Mizzou at Kansas. Uh, like I said, Bama, Purdue, and Toronto. Auburn, Indiana in ATL. K-State at LSU. Uh, Arkansas and Oklahoma in Tulsa. Richmond and Florida in Sunrise, which is where the Florida Panthers NHL team plays, basically, uh, West Miami, um, and that's not all the games, but those are the best ones. Um, Bama and Purdue. Uh, Bama got uh, Pringle, the big kid, the six eleven guy. He had been suspended for a few games. He is back, so that's good. And and you know, uh, facing Zach Eady uh, and um, their stud from North Dakota, uh, Grant. Uh, Nelson, where are my notes on Bama? Are they on the other page? They are. Uh, Nelson uh, had to leave uh, their game Monday against Arkansas State, a little banged up. 
Uh, but he is probable after missing some practice, 14 points a game, 6.2 uh, rebounds per game. Uh, what do you, I'm thinking Purdue's going to be favored by five-ish. What do you think? Uh, I think at least five. Uh, okay. And I don't know if they can set the over high enough on this on two teams that one play with a whole lot of pace and two play with a whole lot of efficiency, especially uh, the six eleven guy is going to give them an opportunity. What was his name again? Grant Nelson. No, no, the six eleven. Oh, Pringle, guy, Nick Nick Pringle. His family made a whole lot of money in potato chips, apparently, and the uh, it's an opportunity. Honestly, he's still not going to be able to stop Frankenstein uh, for Purdue. I mean, they should let that guy wear the jacket. The, like the sport coat, come out in the pregame. Er, er, I mean, do the whole nine, man. Hey, both those teams, that game's going to be played well into the 80s. Um, I don't know what the number is. Uh, Alabama, they're amazingly efficient, dude. They got the SEC's leading scorer, and he's he's scoring 19. He's scoring almost 20 points a game on barely 10 shots a game. So, Ken Palm has Alabama second in the nation – and offensive efficiency, third in pace. They only use an average of 13.8 seconds on the shot clock. Purdue is number four in offensive efficiency. Not not as good uh, in terms of pace. I, I think it's it's going to be in the 160s. The total. I do. Yeah. No, I mean, but no, I, I think the I think the over under is going to be in the 160s. But I think the game could be very well be in the 170s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know that I would play over if it's like 165 or more. Um, may, I might think about it in the 160, 163 range. Uh, we'll see. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, one thing on Tulane, Mississippi State, uh, Tulane's best player, Kevin Cross, is questionable. He missed the last game, averages 19.5 points per game. And by the way, Mississippi State, which had got off to a great start, um, and again, that game's in Atlanta. You know, if we still lived in the ATL, we'd be going down to the a venue formerly known as Phillips, and we'd be watching some college ball tomorrow. Uh, but question? Mississippi State lost at home to Southern. Southern, number 269 in Ken Palm, went on a 12-0 run to end the game. And before that, they lost at Georgia Tech to Damon Stoudemire, who was not having a very good uh, season one. Uh, Auburn, Indiana, that's in Atlanta. Uh, any uh, thoughts there? Indiana, 7-1 and one straight up, 3-5 and five against the spread. Their loss was by 20 to UConn and NYC. Their best win at Michigan. They also have a home win over Maryland. Oh, and Xavier Johnson, who averages 10.5 points per game and shoots 50% from three for Indiana, is questionable. He's missed the last two games with an injury. Uh, I, I actually think Auburn's going to play really well. Uh, they'll have – I know it's it's a neutral site, but they're going to have – That's a home a, game. Yeah, it's a home game. It'll be a home game for Auburn and Atlanta. Well, Indiana will probably bring – I bet they'll bring some folks. They'll but bring some folks, but yeah, – but I'm not uh, pissing on your point, but Indiana will bring some folks. The But the, the number of Auburn grads who get the chance to drive from – Marietta or Lawrenceville uh, to see their team, see Bruce Pearl and his crew play. Auburn's deep. Uh, Auburn is fast. They are going to play faster than Indiana. Of all the games you and I kicked around about basketball, I think Auburn is the best play here. And I also think Auburn's a little bit irritated uh, by the perception of losing to App State. They lost to App State last time out. At in Boone, North Carolina. But what a lot of people don't know is App State's going to be a tournament team. I mean, they're they're like they're that's a quad one game at this point so far. App State's good, and they lost because they they shot terribly from three, and they're like three of sixteen. That's and what happens on the road sometimes. It does. It does. It one hundred percent does. But in the neutral side, I think Auburn played really well Saturday. Uh, and, uh, I also, to transition, I don't think Illinois knows what's coming for them defensively. 
because Rick Barnes's crew, especially at home, is amazingly physical. They are overwhelmingly aggressive and tenacious defensively to a place that you just you are not used to that if you until you see it. And you, you can even talk about it's like facing the triple option. You can try to practice against it, but your backups and your scout team and everybody else is not going to emulate the speed or the physicality that Tennessee and Rick Barnes put on people. And I know Illinois. Illinois is good. Boy, did you watch the FAU game the other night? Hey, man, they are real good because FAU is good. I mean, FAU and FAU played good that night. They're, yeah. They are missing one of their better players, Nick Boyd, but and uh, the big man who played great got in foul trouble. But um, that was a hell of a game. No, it, no, that was fun. both those games were great. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, college basketball. One of the things everybody talks about and laments the NIL and the death of amateur sports. It's made college basketball better. Because a lot of these guys who were fringe NBA guys, I mean, like you think Drew Timmy, who went from playing 17 years at Gonzaga to now dominating whatever church league he's playing in in Spokane. I mean, uh, those guys now stay. I mean, we got Baycott at UNC. I think he was recruited in James Worthy's class at North Carolina. (laughs) So, I mean, those guys stick around and we get familiarity with, college basketball, and the product's better. The product is better. Yeah. Yeah, because the players are older, and uh, yeah. Yeah, no, Calipari's like all freshman squads that that sort of worked at times. Um, nah. Are, I, I know we're starting to run long in the tooth in time. We may have you want, to. You want me? Do we have we have time to get a couple shots at BBN for getting Brett Blizzard the other day after their dominant performance against a very good Miami team? Uh, they go their next game at home. They lose to North Carolina, Wilmington, the Seahawks, who haven't been relevant since Brett Blizzard left two decades ago. <laughs> Brett Blizzard's from my hometown. I I I. I I know that's, a, dad. that's a great basketball name, though, especially if you can shoot it. Do you remember him? Oh, I hell yeah, I do. Oh, God, oh, can he oh, shoot brother. it? He can God, shoot can it. he shoot it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this Cal so Harris last year? I mean, uh, look, that's what I so I saw my he's a big time UK booster. I'm good friends with him, he lives down here, and it was right after they had played so well against Miami. It was the day they were playing North Carolina Wilmington. And I was like, man, that's a legit Miami team that y'all smashed the other night. He's like, we're pretty good. Wait till we get our three seven footers. And I go, but wait, you've been wanting to get rid of Calipari for a half decade. And this is the year, right? And he goes, well, I don't know. <laughs> so, but that was before they lost to the Seahawks. 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 Yeah, that's a bad loss. One, they got no business ever losing in rough. Right. Right. They've got zero business ever losing to a program that you and I have to, you and I, who are professionals in this, mind you, have to go look up the nickname of the team that they just played. Because I didn't know the UNC Wilmington was the Seahawks until you just told me. Well, um, not to one up you, but uh, I didn't have to go look it up. Oh, look at you. Look at you. You're so special. Yeah. Yeah. I met so I'm a Brett Blizzard fan. So, uh, yeah. do you remember how they lost in the tournament when Maryland was the defending national champs? They were winning the whole game after, after Juan Dixon and Steve Blake won the national title against Indiana. The very next year, Wilmington's winning the whole game, and a Maryland guy uh, took a pass from the far baseline took like three dribbles was literally fading out of bounds down by two and like hit a three as he's going out of bounds. And that ended Brett Blizzard's career. They had beaten USC in the opening round the year before. Um, anyhow, there's some, and of course, uh, Brett Blizzard went on to a distinguished career as an executive at the Dairy Queen Foundation and created, there you go. Everybody's every, America's favorite treat. What's your go-to Blizzard order? Oh, dude, I don't go to Dairy Queen. What? 
I'll get a Dairy Queen. <laughs> My God, you are such a snob. You are such a <laughs> you're such a panhandle snob. You, uh, I don't, I don't go to Dairy. Queen. Well, I don't even know where I a Dairy. Go to Panera. We don't have a Dairy have, Queen around I have here. A turkey and Brie sandwich. <laughs> turkey uh, and Brie. Wait, wait, never. Someone kept my sandwich, please. Sandwich with a D. Sandwich we don't. We don't have a Dairy Queen around here. Now we have Hardee's and Burger King and McDonald's, and I can assure you, I don't go to any of them. Chick Fil A, I will go to. Don't say turkey and brie. Come on, stop. <laughs> I don't have a turkey and brie sandwich with the lettuce on the side, please. Oh, Jesus! Would you cut uh, my sandwich, please? All right, Thank we better. You, we better wrap up this uh, shoot show. All right, so. I would I would bet Bama now heavy, but I mean it's not going to cross a key number. I mean I, I think Alabama will go off the favorite. I I think they'll probably end up being a three point favorite, but I mean I don't see why you wait. They're definitely not going to be more significant underdog. No, no, not a chance. I, I think a lot of the money in Vegas is trying to wait to see if it can get. And I actually something you and I talked about right now. The money line is 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 very small. So, yeah, but I think they want to wait to see if it if the public moves the money line up to plus one ten, plus one twenty. But no, I got zero reservations about. And plus, they get Jace McClendon back. Yeah, that be the load. Um, oh, and, and Michigan Zach Zinter, the All American uh, offensive guard, he's out. He's going to be a yeah. first round pick probably. And he's out. Uh, That's I, I not would, good. Before you push heavy chips on Washington, because you and I both like Washington. Yeah, I'm not saying heavy, heavy. On, I, well, Alabama's before heavy anybody game. gets vested, I would see what – Texas is a different team. With, with Xavier that, Worthy. With, yeah, with, with the wide receiver. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, like, betting a ton. Washington's just, like, my normal – Standard play, and then I'm gonna get a little baby money line taste. Um, but Alabama is my a uh, heavy play. Um, and if I didn't have a six to one ticket on Alabama, I would be buying them plus 200 to win this. And speaking of six to one tickets, God, Jaden Daniels, Jaden Daniels, that a boy, that a boy, get ready to hit that on uh, when, when do they announce tomorrow? Yep. There you go. All I right. also like Army. I also like Army tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I wasn't even going to look at that game, but I had a two-hour drive on the interstate. I listened to a lot of VEASAN, and I heard some guys I respect really like Army. You're another guy I respect, so maybe maybe I should go with Army. What even about though I had to look up the UNC Seahawks. and Seahawks. I mean, I mean dear you Lord. Don't, you don't even know the mascots in the Colonial. That's the conference. All right. We've done enough damage uh, here. Bets and ball games with Edwards and Greason. Enjoy his face on the way out. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back uh, next week. And uh, we'll see you then. Southeastern 14 over and out.